Good evening, everyone. This is Natasha here with 20-something, 40-something. Um, I want to start by sending our many thanks to those who have taken the time out of their days and lives to listen to our podcast. Um, I realized the other day that we haven't even given a proper introduction to who we are. So um, you're probably familiar with my voice. My name is Natasha. I am the 40-something-year-old of 40-something, 20-something. I am a single mother of three, a drug rehab nurse, and a domestic abuse survivor. And Maria here, say hi, Maria. Hey, everyone. She's obviously the 20-something-year-old of the podcast. She is a behavioral health tech at a drug rehab and behavioral center and is currently a student working on her bachelor's for clinical psychology. So how we actually came up with the idea of this podcast was very interesting, actually. Um, Maria was sharing a Javon. Is that how you say it? Javon. I don't... We were calling him a Giveon, Javon, but we got corrected and said Javon. Um, So right as soon as she gets into his eye, I was driving to work and, you know, I was a little bit in my feels. And I started listening to the song Lost Me. I don't know if you've heard it. If you haven't, go listen to it. But Natasha? Yeah, so um, she was uh, sharing this uh, Javon song with me. And like she said, it's called Lost Me. And at the end of the song, like the last 20 seconds, there's a female talking to the audience. um, And she's talking about the need to protect one's heart and that no relationship is perfect because no one is perfect. And basically learn from it and just move forward. And hearing this song and the saying at the end actually triggered something within me. And it made me realize that with all the trials and tribulations I went through in my personal life, I have learned a lot. And with my knowledge acquired throughout my 20s and 30s to 40s, I had a realization that I could be sharing my knowledge and also have the perspective from Maria as a 20-something-year-old who her herself has recently went through a tough situation. Mm -hmm. So that's basically the gist of how we got into this. It's crazy how 20 seconds started this whole podcast, 20 seconds of a song. Yeah, yeah. So um, today, we're actually going to go into a little bit of a story time. I know our usual uh, MO for these podcasts is, you know, talking about like random different situations and, um, you know, how we got through it, you know, with some you know, sound advice. But I've had a couple listeners tell me that I should really actually share my story. So we're going to go with my first marriage. And obviously I'm not going to use any names, but for those who know me on a personal level, know um, about my history and, and about uh, what I went through um, in my first marriage. So... Um, I'll try to sum this up. I, I really had a hard time trying to figure out how I was going to go about telling the story um, without too much of my opinion in it until the end. So, but like everything that I do, I overthink shit. So <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and fucking talk. And however it comes out, that's how it is. Because this is very raw. Um, we have no scripts when, you know, Maria and I talk. It's all from the head, the heart whatever natural yep so basically uh my first relationship 
Uh, my first marriage, I had a child with him. I was uh, 21 when I became pregnant, and me and my then boyfriend were um, living together. We had a little apartment. And um, I got pregnant, you know, around um, September 11th. So, you know, that was going on. And my, um, the relationship that I was in, he ended up, he was in the military, in the Air Force, and he ended up getting into the Navy around that time. And, uh, you know, before I got pregnant, before he got into the Navy, there was a lot of things as a 20-year-old that now looking back as a 40-year-old, you know, if, if I knew the things that I know now, I would have not put myself in that situation. But, you know, like we've said before, hindsight is always twenty twenty, um, And, you know, the whole experience with life, you know, it's a, it's a learning experience, you know. So... Um, I did learn some things from this. So basically, let me, I'm rambling. So uh, pregnant with the first baby, um, and he's away to boot camp um, in Illinois for the Navy. And there's a lot of things before I got to that part of becoming pregnant. Um, just, you know, the lying, um, the... You, you know, we would get into these arguments and he would get physical with me and I would get physical with him too. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm a victim here, but, you know, I was just stupid because I was young and I, in a strange way, and I think it had something to do with, you know, my, like how I was raised when someone got physical with you was just kind of like the thing that happened, so... Um, no, I didn't like it just because I was abused, you know, as a child. I didn't like it, but, you know, there was also a kind of a lack of love for myself. So I accepted a lot. And of course, you know, I would also say to myself, you know, if my father was still alive, I would not be in these positions. I, I mean, I, I was, I almost, uh, I was sure of, you know, of it, that things were different, but whatever. I had to go what I had to go through. So... When he got done with boot camp, um, I was sent, you know, to go live with him. He got us a little place in Virginia. And, uh, you know, it was our son and me and him. And we were just going through the motions of, you know, being a young couple and trying to navigate through life and whatnot. And um, as, as a young... As a young new mother, I really accepted a lot of bullshit. Like, for example, him walking out of the apartment that we were living in, even if it was raining or nighttime outside, to talk on the phone. And it was very blatant things like that. And I would feel like there was someone else, there's something going on, but I would kind of give him a hard time about it, but I would just kind of accept it. Um, and I thought, well, if I, I give him a hard time, I show him I'm unhappy, or I let him know that I'm onto him, that he's going to stop. 
but that shit, it doesn't work that way. Um, so what ended up happening, I mean, there were so many different little things that happened. Um, like this one time, I was actually showing Maria the other day pictures, my first family pictures, um, and it had me and my son in there. And at the time, he was like maybe five months old, six months old, maybe a little older. And um, that was a family uh, picture appointment that I had set up at the mall in Virginia that you know, my then husband and my son and I were supposed to do together as a family. And for whatever reason, my husband was like, no, I'm not getting out of bed. I'm not going. And, you know, that really, that really hurt me. And it's, it's almost like foretelling because instead of not going to get the pictures done, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with my son. We're going to go to the mall. And we're going to get our family pictures done. Without my husband. And my husband just proceeded to lay in bed. And I went with my son. And we got our pictures done. And there was a part of me that was really sad. Um, and I'm in my 20s. I'm like at this time, what, 20? 23, almost 23. And, uh... You know, now when I look at the pictures, and my son is now, he's going to be 21 in August, it was like this was a foretelling of what my, how my life was to come. Like, I was going to be a single mom. You know, and... But of course, I didn't think of it that way. I just thought my husband was just being an asshole and giving me a hard time, but... So anyways, things started to, you know, get worse after that. Like, I would look through stuff. I would find things. And it was, you know, I started showing up at his job. He was a corpsman um, in Virginia. And uh, that's basically like a nurse for the Navy. And uh, I would show up early. And, like, Louis had an appointment also um, on base. And he went to go, you know, he had to have his vac vaccinations. And when I showed up early, I saw my husband talking with this girl that I've heard him mention before. And as soon as they saw me, like their faces got red and they stopped talking, you know, and it was just that awkwardness. And I was just so... I was in denial. Like, I knew what was going on, but I was just in denial. Had and you seen her before? Or was that the first time, like, you ever... That's the first time i actually seen her, but I've heard her name before. Okay. Um, I've seen, like... I guess it was text messages, or mm -hmm. I don't know, back then. But I can't really remember. But there was something that I found. And I had heard him at one time, he was talking to somebody on the phone, and he was like, he said her name, and he said, yeah, I tapped that. And I had addressed that, you know, when I had heard it. And I said, what do you mean by tap? What do you mean by tap? And he, I forgot what his answer was, but it, it was the usual, like, very dismissive, oh, stop, you're trying to, you know, create problems. Mm. I, I meant something else, not what you think, what's the matter with you, like that kind of stuff. And I couldn't 
I couldn't talk to my mom and my stepdad about it because first off, my stepdad had just started accepting the fact that I was dating a black guy or married to a black guy, which is really stupid because I'm Puerto Rican, but, and he's white or Italian or whatever he wants to call himself. So, and he's, you know, my mom's Puerto Rican, but you know, anyways, not to get too much into that. So I didn't want to go to my parents and be like, look, this is happening because I didn't want them involved. I didn't want to seem like a failure. I didn't want to seem like, yeah, they were right and I was wrong. And it's not so much about a pride thing too. It's like, I was an adult. I was a mother. I was a, a wife. I was a woman. Like I had to figure this out. Um, but I noticed like I was just starting to sacrifice too much of myself and there was this one time I just wanted to go on a little family walk in the park and um, my husband again he refused and he basically was like leave me the fuck alone and I was you know I was hurt but I went you know I just ended up going for like a little walk around the neighborhood and uh, came home and I think I cussed him out or I said something and it triggered him in a way that he picked me up by my neck and held me up against um, we had this washer and dryer in like a little closet in the kitchen and I was so beside myself I couldn't fucking believe that happened it was right in front of my son and I think like his nephew was there so he saw that too and I was embarrassed I, I just I couldn't believe that that happened and um, <clears throat> I was just in a state of shock uh, of course I cried and you know I just kept saying I can't believe that I can't why would you do that and you know I got a bunch of cussing and and then I got scared I didn't want to make them any more mad so I just swallowed it and dealt with it and then I don't really have the time frame very good in my head because this was back in like 2002 2003 and um, it was his mom's birthday around this time this was another time and and I had been, you know, I was working a part-time job. I had been home with our son. And, um, you know, at my age, most girls around my age are just having fun and drinking and going out with their friends. And me, I'm like, you know, being a housewife and a mom or trying to hold things down and really not knowing my ass from a hole in the ground at this age. Um, but I just wanted to like get a little fucking break. So I was like, okay, I told my husband, I want you to stay with, you know, our son. I'm going to leave him with you. I just need to go out for a drive and I'm going to pick up mom, his mother. I'm going to pick up mom, um, like a dress from the dress barn, you know, just something cute and quick for her birthday. And he told me that I can bring our son. Well, it was nighttime. It was time for our son to have a bath. Um, to be fed and put to bed. And I just wanted like an hour at least by myself. And he refused. And, you know, he had, we started arguing and I walked into the kitchen and I was holding our son on my hip. 
and I was kind of cleaning up the counters or doing something and there was an empty water jug on the countertop and my ex-husband you know he had told me you know you treat your friends better than me and I flipped the fuck out because first off I'm in a I'm in a, a state away from anybody that I fucking know I have no friends where I'm at. I do nothing but come home. You know, I work. You know, I had a little part-time job as a bill collector, but I was working. And then I come home and, you know, I take care of my son in the house. And I, you know, I try to be a good wife. And um, he would literally, every day, he would get off of work. He'd eat. Then he'd go get dressed. And he was going out to the club. It was no... It was no plans with him and I and, and our son. It was, he was going out with his friends. You guys never did any family stuff? We did, but it was very far and few in between. It was mostly him going out. Mostly him yeah. going out. And, you know, kind of to go back a little bit, when we had gotten married, I had actually been the one to buy our wedding rings. I took out a loan, yes. What? And I got, you know, a little simple band for me. And he wanted to make sure that I got him a blinged out band. You know, granted, they're like $99 each. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, I, so that's kind of like how it was. He, he was kind of like absorbed in his wants and his needs. Maybe because he was young. I, I don't, I don't really know. So, anyways, I didn't have any friends where I was at. And when he said that to me, and I'm surrounded by his family, which his family is lovely, but he's just so, he, I don't know, he, he was just selfish. So when he said that to me, I took the empty water jug. It was empty, mind you. And I just chucked it across the living room. Not at him. I didn't chuck it at him. I just chucked it in the middle. I just threw it in the middle of the... And it was empty. And then I took my hand and I slammed it on the counter. Because all I wanted to do was go out by myself, have a moment without the baby, so I could get some fresh fucking air and get a little present. Not for myself, for his mother. Yeah. Her birthday was like a day or two away. And... He's not even worried about a gift for his mother. It's me. But I treat my friends that don't exist better than his. So I reacted. And I noticed that, you know, when he had choked me a few days before, like that was, you know, that really took me aback. But how quickly he was to put his hands on me with this fight that we had. Um, the second time around was fucking scary. I mean, it went from zero to like 5,000. So he walks into the kitchen and he tells me, um, give me our son, you know, give me our, our child. And I said, no, 
So he started doing that Indian burn thing on my arms. He grabbed both of my arms with both of his hands, and oh, he was doing like shit. that because he was, you know, twisting my skin, trying to hurt me so I would let go. Yeah. And I was like, no, just leave me alone. Leave me alone. And I don't remember what my son was around. I mean, he was still, like, on my hip and on my, you know, the left side of my hip. And... um my husband, he kind of cornered me. We had like the alleyway type kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, it's just like one way and there's a wall. So there's one way out. So he, he put me up against the wall and he punched the shit out of me. While you were holding the while, Yeah, while I was holding my son. Punched me. Uh, and it was like such a blur. It was so fast. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like trying to protect my son, but I was trying to fight him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like five, five and a half, five, six, and I'm maybe 130 pounds at this time. And he's like six foot and God, I don't know how much he weighed, but he was very muscular. And I'm taking my right fist and I'm trying to take my left hand and kind of like protect my son and my arm, my left arm. And I'm going with my right you know, my right fist, and I'm just connecting. I'm fucking punching him in his neck, trying to punch him in his face. But he was so enraged, like, it didn't affect, it didn't affect him. And I think, I mean, I like to think I'm a pretty tough girl, but I think I was so scared, you know? And I was just, like, in a fight-or-flight type mode, and I was fighting. I mean, I was cornered. So, uh, push my head through the wall, um, punch me um, just continuously uh, and I at one point slid down the wall I was still holding our son and he How started twisting he? my arms Louis must have been about like six or seven months old oh. he was around the age where he was crawling yeah so I slid down the wall and I'm crying and carrying on and my husband took our son out of my arms and he put him somewhere in the living room mm-hmm. and he came back to me and he started hitting me again and I'm trying to hit back. I'm, and now I'm on like my back with my head kind of up against the wall and I'm kicking my feet and I'm trying to connect to his like his junk. I'm trying to kick him in his balls, but nothing was phasing him. It was like I couldn't. Maybe I wasn't, because I was so nervous and so scared. I don't know what was going to happen. And then he gets on top of me. So now I'm completely flat on the, on the floor. And he straddles me. And he takes both of his hands. And he starts to choke the living shit out of me. And uh, I, you know... As he's doing that, and he's, like, digging his nails into my neck. And I remember I happened to look down, like, around his body because he's straddling me. And I see my son crawling into the kitchen. And he's crying. And he's looking at us. And I remember thinking to myself, I cannot kick my legs. Because if I kick my legs, I'm going to end up hurting my son who's crawling. Mm -hmm. He's trying to crawl to us. So um, I kept my legs very still and I couldn't fight my husband off and I, I went unconscious at some point. I knocked out 
And I don't know how long it was. All I know is the next thing I, I opened my eyes and I'm laying on the, on the floor and my husband is standing over me and he's holding our son. And he's just standing over me, looking down at me. And I'm just laying there like, oh, like what the hell happened? Cause I just woke up from being knocked, you know, knocked unconscious or choked till, you know, I, I was seeing nothing. So um, he's standing over me and he takes his foot and he stomps me in my stomach so hard. I felt it in my back. And then he walks out of the kitchen. And I remember as soon as he stopped me, all the air that was in my body was gone. And I, I fucking went from laying flat to just fucking like, I just jumped up like, like fucking Jackie Chan. I jumped up and I'm like, <gasps> and I'm like trying to like gain my breath back. And I'm like, <sighs> and you know, finally trying to regain myself. And he sits on the couch. And I start crying and I go to the bathroom and I have my cell phone and I'm shaking uncontrollably and I'm, my adrenaline's going. I mean, I, I know it was hurting, but it, I wasn't hurting as bad as I was going to the next day. So I call my mom and my stepdad and I, I start crying and I'm trying to be quiet in the bathroom. And I said, like, this just happened and they said call the fucking police right now and I was afraid I was so afraid to call the police um because I didn't know what was going to happen and uh I said okay okay I'm going to call the police so um what did I can't remember so long ago but basically I called the police and um I guess he heard me on the phone and um, I, I think I kept the phone on or I put the phone down, turned it off some, or I mean, uh, hung it up or whatever. So I, I went to my husband and he's sitting on the couch with our son. And I noticed he's trying to put his, um, my son's jacket on his little hoodie. And, you know, this was like April time. And, um, it was still, it was still cold outside. And he says, I'm leaving. And I said, no, the fuck, you're not. You're not going to leave with our son. So we had, um, our, we had a front door and we had a, um, a backsliding door. So every time he darted to the front door, I used my body to block him. And I was like, you're going to have to fucking kill me. You're not taking our son out the house. And then he went to go run to the back door as he's carrying our son. And I jet over to the, you know, sliding back door and I put my arms out. You're not going to leave. And then we went over to the front door and I blocked him again. And it was so crazy because as I'm blocking him, the front door, he's looking at me and there's like this sadness and this fear that came over him. And he kissed me. It was so weird. And it just like threw me for such a loop like I paused I was like what and, and it wasn't a passionate kiss it's all, it was almost like a goodbye kiss and it just threw me for such a loop that he was able to run out um through the sliding door and um I chased him I got back on the phone with 911 and he's running throughout our neighborhood and I'm 
screaming, stop, stop. You're not going to put him in your car. Stop. And he, like, we ran through alleyways. I don't know where the fuck he was taking me. All I wanted was to get to my son. And as fast as he was running, I was staying right on his fucking heels. And mind you, I was fucked up. I just got choked to death, basically. I got punched in my chest. I was bleeding. I got punched in my face. My head slammed against the wall. All this stuff. But that adrenaline was just going. And all I could think about was, I need my son. I can't be without my son. You know? And I was afraid of, you know, my son getting sick because it was cold. And something happening. Him falling with him. Or him getting in the car and taking off. Anything. So I'm running and I got 911 on the phone and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, somebody help me, somebody help me. And you see people like turning on their lights, you know, from their apartments, people looking out their windows. And uh, nobody wants to get involved with that shit. Nobody wants to help. I mean, I can't, I can't blame them. So, um, you know, the cops, like the 911 operator, she was like, they're in the neighborhood, but they can't find you. And finally, I saw their lights. I'm still chasing, you know, my husband. And then he, um, he finally realized it was, you know, he had to give up. So I waved my arms. The cops came to us. And then we walked back to the apartment altogether. These motherfuckers were trying to arrest me. Because... I had from me and my then husband was saying, yeah, she's a crazy bitch. She's got depression. She's got this and that. Like he's trying to use anything he can against me. Anything that I've ever like divulged to him as far as like, you know, being sad. Cause I did deal with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, he tried to use anything against me and the cop was like, well, I, I don't, you know, like you hit him, he hits you. So honestly, you guys should both go to jail. So, I mean, the one good thing that my husband did was say, just take me. Because no one was going to watch your son. So they took him to jail. And, um, you know, I was home with our son and I was a fucking mess. And then a couple hours later, my husband calls me. They released him. Said, pick me up. I am fucking scared out of my wit's end because I'm like I'm going to pick him up he's going to be mad because he was arrested he's going to do something to me I was scared to death and my dumbass picked him up I don't know how the hell he was able to get out but I picked him up that night it was maybe 1, 2 o'clock in the morning by this time and um, you know we just rode in silence Anything he said may have said to me, I didn't respond. I just wrote in silence. So we get to the house, and he goes to lay in bed. I go to lay in my son's room. We had a little twin-size bed in the same room um, as, you know, uh, my son had his crib. So I was laying there, and I put my son to bed. And my then-husband told me, I need you to get up and come to bed. You're not going to... And, I, you know, I'm thinking all kinds of things, like, he's going to choke me. He's going to kill me. You know, what am I going to do? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so her, her dog was trying to come to the, to the, 
He, she was trying to come to the phone. <laughs> And she went to push her dog away, and the dog fell off the couch. She flipped. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So, so, all right, seriousness now. So, I get in bed, and, you know, my husband was telling me, basically, he can't live without me, and we're going to have to be together and work this out. But I already knew that I, I can't live like this, and... The thing that really, really helped me with this decision is that I couldn't get that one thought of my son crawling into the kitchen while I was being choked. And I said to myself, I'm not going to have my son grow up thinking that this is what a family is, that this is what life is. He is not going to be a man to hit women. He's not going to do this. This is not okay. So, you know, I called my mom and my stepdad. And, you know, thankfully I had them. And, you know, my, uh, my husband at that time, he was getting ready to go to um, Akron, Ohio with his friends for a trip. And now, I, you know, I told you. He was very self-absorbed. I mean, we didn't even go on a honeymoon. We didn't even, we weren't even, we didn't even have a vacation together. But he was planning a trip. He was always planning a fucking trip for himself. So he went to Akron, Ohio. But before he left, he said, you're going to be here when I get back. And I didn't, I didn't say much. I didn't say much. But um, he just was like, you're going to be here when I get back. Well, he flew out, and um, my when he was gone, my mom and my stepdad and my little brother came, and they helped me pack my things, and everything in the house was mine. Everything. The bed, the sofa, the couch, everything. And we clean house. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, I was, that was tough, you know. And one thing I forgot to say is, during that fight, I didn't even realize that I was pregnant. I was fucking pregnant. I was in the beginning stages of my pregnancy. And my husband's sister, even though that was her brother, she has always been a real one for me. Like, she try to stay very neutral, but she always helped me with the situation saying, you know, like I'm a woman before anything and this is not right. And, um, she took me, uh, to go get an abortion. And that was a really hard decision for me. And, you know, for those of you that believe that, you know, abortion is such a terrible thing, yada, yada. Like, I hear you, and if that's what you feel, you know, you wouldn't do for yourself, then don't fucking do it. But there are people that go through things in different situations, and they have to make that decision. And it's not an easy decision. And I knew that I was about to leave my husband, and I was about to be a single mom. And I didn't have a job because I was moving from Virginia back to Delaware. So what was I going to do, you know? And I couldn't bring another child into the world. 
not knowing if I was going to even be able to afford anything. So I had to make that decision. And that was very, very fucking hard. Um, you know, the day that my sister-in-law brought me to the, um, the abortion clinic, there's people out there picketing, you know, um, yelling at me, don't do it, don't do it. And my sister-in-law was like, just don't fucking respond to them. Just keep walking. Don't fucking look at them. You know, and I had it done and she brought me back to the house and, um, I cried. I cried myself to sleep. She took my son so I could just be by myself. But I didn't, you know, at that time, I didn't have my mom there. I was ashamed of what I did, what I had to do, but I felt like it was the right decision, but it really hurt. So I had to deal with that on top of, you know, the fact that my husband, um, you know, beat my fucking ass. The fact that I was now going to venture out as a single mom and I was scared to death and you know there was a part of me that felt like you know did I do something wrong you know could I have prevented this yeah so um that's pretty much it you know and from you know hearing my sister-in-law tell me the day that she went to pick up her brother from the airport when he was coming back from Ohio she didn't tell him that I left. And she told me that she brought him to the house. And when he opened that door and saw everything gone, um, she said he fell to his knees and started crying. And she said that she couldn't even take it. And she said, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I can't stay here. And she said she walked away and left her brother like that. I mean, he fucking made his bed. So, yeah, go ahead. So, when you first found out that you were pregnant with like his baby, knowing the type of guy that he was, were you scared? Because, like, did you see the signs of the you know, narcissistic or like toxicity before? I did, but like I said, you know, that was like kind of how I grew up, and you know, I know that I didn't like it, and I was very angry, and I felt like if I, you know, broke bad with him or you know, that he would be like, okay, he'd be better, you know, he'd see, oh, she's mad, let me be better, but he would not, and me being mad was really just a waste of my fucking time, I mean, now that I look back, knowing what I know, but I really thought, I mean, yeah, I was scared that I was pregnant, but I really thought that this was going to bring us close, like a lot of like women having, do. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, we're going to have a kid and we're going to have a family. And blah, yeah. blah, blah. That was like the next question that I had. Like he was, despite the fact that he knew you were pregnant and stuff, even, even after you had your son, he was still acting the same way. Like, yeah, was, I mean, we had moments of like, you know, sweetness and little family times. But a lot of the time it was just me. It was me and my son. And it was like me, my son, and then there was him. Mm-hmm. And then him and his friends. You know, and it, it just didn't feel like a family. I felt like I was trying so much. And I mean, there was even a point where I went to therapy because he told me that there was something wrong with me. And I believed it. Did but what was wrong with me was that I was staying with him. I'm sorry, what were no, you doing? No, you're okay. Did, like, did you always have that kind of like little voice in the back of your head saying like are you need to leave him like you need to walk away 
Yeah, it did. It, it came in my head plenty of times. Um, but I was in love with him. And I was, you know, 22, 23. Yeah. And we had a child. Yeah. And I just wanted a family. That's all that I ever wanted was, you know, to be proud of the family that I have. And to be proud of the woman, you know, that I'm, I'm working on becoming. And it just never worked that way. <laughs> Thirsty ass bitch. <laughs> Talking about her dog. Um, when was the first time that he got like physical with you? Oh boy. Like it was before the pregnancy? Yeah, it was before the pregnancy. It was so crazy. Like, you know, it was my it was my twenty first birthday. And this is when he was in the Air Force and there was something called like Eagle's Nest or something on base. And that and they would have like this like little club or whatever but back then you weren't in the military but you were invited like you could come on base for this club i don't know i can't remember the exact like you had to know somebody to come in or whatever but this was before 9 11 you know so the base was pretty much open it was different then so i go to this club well anyways it was my birthday and it was my 21st birthday and of course in his you know, like what he does, he'd always go out with his friends. It was my birthday. And I was like, this is some fucking bullshit. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm 21. I'm in our apartment getting ready to go to bed. And my boyfriend at the, you know, he was my boyfriend at the time. I'm, and my boyfriend's out at clubbing. There's something very wrong with this picture. So I called up my girls. I had these two girls that I hung out with very like a lot and I was like it's my 21st birthday take me to the fucking club I'm trying to drink Mm -hmm. so we went and we went to that eagle's nest thing on base because that's what we were familiar with and um of course you know my boyfriend's there dancing with some hood rat oh god and I just sat at the table and I was drinking with my girls and we we're just, you know, talking and laughing. And then they got up to go dance. So I watched everyone's purse. Because I don't, I don't want to get up and dance. I really just wanted to dance with my boyfriend. Um, but he was dancing with other people. And he saw me. And he also saw a couple guys come up to me at the table. Hey, you want to dance with me? And I was like, no, I'm flattered, but I can't. You know, I'm watching my friend's purses and my boyfriend's here. You know, and that's how I kept responding to them every time a guy would come up to me. Um, but I guess, you know, my, my boyfriend, he would see these guys were coming up to me. And he got jealous. And he came up to me and asked me what the fuck I was doing there. And I'm like, it's my 21st birthday. And I'm just chilling. You know, I'm just trying to enjoy my night. And um, he took me by my head and he slammed my head on the table. <gasps> and I was embarrassed. And I took my fist and I hit the table so hard that everyone's drinks came, you know, just fucking fell over. Jesus. And I stood up real fast from the table. And um, I don't know what I was thinking. I just needed to get away from him. So I went to go run to the bathroom. And my girls were coming with me, uh, I guess, to console me, make sure I'm okay. 
And my boyfriend ran into the woman's bathroom. He didn't care. Ran in there. And I'm like, get out. What are you doing? And I don't know. He was trying to beat me up. I don't know what was going on. But I know it got really messy there because there was a lot of guys that, for whatever reason, wanted to protect me. And they were ready to fight him. And he was ready to fight every single one of them by himself. He was like, come on, let's go. It was it was really fucking sloppy. So, yeah, he did that before I got pregnant. And before we had, you know, um, before we got married. So that was dumb. Like, now, when I look back, I'm like, why? Why would I? But, you know, it's like everything happens for a reason, you know. Maybe I had to have my son. I had to have my son with him. Do I regret it? Hell no. How did he act with your son? Was he like... He, I mean, he was, was he happy. Sometimes. <laughs> if he ever listened to this, he'd be like, oh my God, this is defamation of character. Whatever. <laughs> Look, this is the truth, honey. This is the truth. Um, sometimes he would, like when he found out I was pregnant, like he was happy, um, and he was supportive, but then he mainly, he was young, he was a young guy, selfish, and he was just going out all the time. How old was he? So he's like not even a year older than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you guys were pretty close in age. No, he's, he's over, yeah, over a year older than me. April of 79. Yeah. And then I was, um, June of 80. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, it was always something, you know, finding girls, numbers in his pockets, condom in his pockets. I mean, there were so many things. He threw a pair of keys at me. Man, that's a whole pile of, like, like a fucking janitor set of keys. Just fucking (laughs) chucked them at me from across the living room. Like, that shit hurt. And I just dealt with this shit. Why, why, why did I do that? I don't fucking know, but I did. And a lot of us women, especially when we're young, we accept that shit. Why do we do that? Like, like for those that are listening, I am very interested in hearing your thoughts on why us women accept that. But, you know, it's not even women that accept that. Like, men accept abuse, too. So why do we accept abuse from people that we love? You know, is it because we're delusional? Because we think... They're going to change or like... Yeah, if we love them hard a enough. baby in the picture or something. Yeah. And I, yeah. It, I got to a point where I was like, I can't fucking take this anymore. And yes, it definitely did help having my mom and my stepdad come from Delaware with a moving truck. Because now the cat's out the bag. They know. Now I really can't stay with him. Yeah. You know, so that pressure and that support at the same time, you know, it was good. And I got out of that situation. Now, let me tell you, it was fucking hard, you know, the many months after I had left him because... That's what I was going to ask you next. Like, how did you feel when you made that decision of leaving him, like... What followed after I w- that? Yeah, I was, I was devastated. I was scared. I was, I was confused. I thought a lot of times that I make a mistake. Maybe we can work it out. Like there was just all kinds of like different thoughts running in my head, and 
And he would do things that, you know, I would like start talking to him for a little bit, you know, just over like, I don't know what it was back then. If that was like, we would have some type of FaceTime call. What the hell was it like a Skype or it was something on the computer, you know? Um, And then we would talk on the phone, but it was, he would do something and I'd be like, yeah, I'm making the right decision. But there was one time where I guess I went back to Virginia for whatever reason to visit his family and I had our son and I stayed at his dad's house. His dad's, you know, nice guy. And uh, and my soon-to-be ex-husband came over there and we had sex. You know, it was very confusing. Mm-hmm. And he was crying when we were together. And he was begging me, I love you. I want to be a family with you. And I was so near to like giving in. And and then I just remember. It plays with you. Yes, yes, it does. It fucking does. And, um, you know, after I did that, I I just told myself, no, this is not, this is not going to work. This cannot, I cannot do this. It's crazy how, like, how you were just kind of saying it. When you're in it, you don't see it. But once you're out of that situation, like, you were asking yourself, why did I deal with that? Like, why did I put myself through all of that pain and, like, all of that abuse and everything? And you don't see it till afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it was very hard. Yeah. And then the whole, you know, trying to get the divorce, that was a pain in the ass because he didn't want it. You know, I was trying to get him served in Virginia when I was in Delaware, and it was very difficult. And, um, you know, we finally got a divorce, and um, then, you know, for a while, I was even afraid to let my son go with him. Yeah. Because of what happened with him trying to run away with him. I didn't know what he was doing. Maybe he was just panicking and trying to just get away from the situation. Maybe he didn't have intentions on, you know, taking our son out of the state or whatever. I don't fucking know. I mean, it ended up being me being the one to take our son out of the state. And I had actually called, I think it was like the police, or I talked to the detective because they had taken pictures of all my wounds on my body. The f- I have fucking um, nail, like nail marks dug into my neck and bruised back, bruised face. I mean, I was fucked up. Um, but they had told me, I said, if I'm to leave, like, is that, would I get in trouble by the law? And they said, no, it would, you guys are still married. So it would just be considered inconsiderate to leave with your son yeah. without telling him. So... If you got to go, go. And I fucking went. I waited till he was out of town and I fucking left. But yeah, it was very hard. But, you know, and I had told you this before, I believe. We finally got to a place. I mean, we would still argue about a lot of things. But we finally got to a place where we were like, okay with each other. Um... But he took me to court because he wanted to have visitation with our son. 
And I remember telling the mediator, I am so afraid. I don't want him taking our son. I'm afraid something might happen, da-da-da. And she's like, look, he may have done something to you, but if he's not in, you know, like a danger to your guy's son, he has a right to a son. So I had to swallow that. It didn't matter if he victimized me. If he wasn't victimizing our son, he had a right to our son. So that was really, really hard, um, you know, having to send... Uh, our son off to, you know, to Virginia or Arizona or wherever he was, you know, mm-hmm. my then husband was living at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first uh, domestic uh, violent situation that I dealt with my first marriage and first divorce. And um, it was pretty hard. And, you know, you would think I learned a lot of lessons and I did. But like the thing I mentioned before, um, the universe will keep bringing back shit to you until, until you, you learn, learn full, fully. Yeah. So I thought I learned fully. But guess what? The universe brought me something else. And that'll be for our next podcast. Another fucking story to tell and share with everyone. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have. I mean, I try to shorten it as much as I can. If anyone has any questions, please feel free um, you know, please feel free to, uh, you know, hit us up on Spotify, leave or a comment. Instagram too. Yeah. And we have Instagram, uh, 20 something, 40 something, mm-hmm. follow us, like us, share us, you know, hit us on the, you know, the DMS and please follow us on Spotify, on Apple podcasts, um, Please review us, you know, good reviews, obviously. <laughs> please, please, thank you. And, uh, and share us, you know, with friends and family. If you know somebody that's going through something right now, yeah. please, you know, let them know about this. And if you guys, like she said, if you have any questions or if you want us to speak about something specific or share your experience, don't hesitate to message us. Like she said, through DM or Instagram is 20-something underscore 40-something. So... All right. Well, thank you for your time, everyone. And until next time, so you can hear more of my drama. (laughs) Tune in for our next podcast, guys. All right. Peace.